Welcome to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Podcast in Scottsdale, Arizona. We are Christian Disciples in Mission. So you're part of a going to a new job. And in the new job, you want to kind of learn a little bit about your co-workers. And one in particular that might be your boss, supervisor. And you start asking one employee, what's this person like? And they may tell you a whole lot of stuff. This is what you need to watch for. But it's usually through their own vision and their own eyes. It could be positive, it could be negative, it could be a mixed bag in there. And so if that's the only person you rely on to know about your supervisor or boss, that you're only going to see through one eye. And if you're able to get more people's input, you could have a better sense of who that person is. The church does that through what's called a three-year cycle of Gospels. There's four of them, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, but each one is given a particular year. We now begin with this new liturgical season hearing from a different Gospel, no longer Matthew all the time, but now, as you heard today, from someone named Mark. Mark gives a different perspective of the same Jesus, and we're going to hear a different lens, or rather a different view of who Jesus is. Mark was probably the earliest unembroided uh, gospel that we have. It's very simply written, and it goes straight to the point. In fact, it's the shortest of all the gospels, and it's almost like it just goes straight down, and it's very simple. In fact, it was really looked down upon by many in the church because of its simplicity. It's like, wow, there's not much to it. And in fact, prior to what was called Vatican II, which is the biggest council that we had here, we've had over 20 in the Catholic Church, and the last one was in the 1960s. The council means heads and people of leaders from all over the world gather to look at our faith and set a new direction. And prior to 1960s, Mark's gospel was very rarely used on Sunday masses. You hardly ever heard from him because people kind of went, pew, that, that's kind of a, not a good gospel. And yet it's recaptured in the Second Vatican Council. Now, Mark talks a lot about two things that we might want to look at in this coming year. First of all, Mark is dealing with a community of both Jews and Gentiles. And they're together. And Mark goes way out of his way to explain to Gentiles, those who are not Jews, what the Jewish customs are like. And he's very patient in explaining that because he wants the Gentiles to feel included, that you're an important part of the community. And obviously, he wants unity in the community. And Mark, you'll see that all throughout the year. That's going to be a major theme. His patience explaining, but also saying everyone's included and everyone's invited. I don't know how your Thanksgiving dinners were. I hope you made it without talking about bad stuff, huh? But think about the woundedness in this past election, in this past few years. It isn't just this time of year, but that our language of disagreement has caused people to have really, to be honest with you, some hatred, some demonizing of other people, of broken relationships, of families 
not talking with one another. There was an article that I read recently interviewing three families in Arizona, and one grandfather, because he voted a particular way, is not allowed to see his grandchildren anymore. You see, it's not wrong to disagree, and it's not wrong to have conflict, but what is wrong is when we start demonizing and seeing people as enemy and opponents. And that goes against Mark's gospel. And maybe you and I might have some relationships we need to heal, that we need to look differently. Maybe by watching our language and the way that we talk to people who think differently, not just politically, but maybe religiously, or how to be a good human being, or how to live in the neighborhood, or how to be a good citizen. Maybe this year in Advent could be that time to be like Mark and to talk about unity, to talk about healing, to talk about forgiveness. Because whether it's happening to you, you see it all around. And the tone needs to change. And some of that tone that is real scandalous are from people who claim to be Christians by their language that is very divisive and very hurtful and wounding of other people. And that's why we have to be committed to be sure that we are people who are like Mark. Throughout this whole year of the gospel, to create unity. That doesn't mean we're always going to get along or see eye to eye, but we work tirelessly in that unity. The second thing that Mark's going to talk more than any other gospel is that the Messiah of Jesus and anyone who's a disciple, meaning you and me, there's suffering involved. Jesus, to complete his Messiahship, will suffer. And anyone who follows that, who claims to be a Jesus follower, is going to be sacrificing. And that's part of the deal, because here's what Jesus is saying, is that in life, both joy and pain are at the same banquet table for everyone. Disciples don't escape it, but rather they go through it with Jesus, because anything worthwhile of the truth will always be opposed by people who have things to protect, People who are fearful, people who are angry, people who don't like other people. And that's the beauty of the Catholic Church is that we're not always liked by people. Because if we were, then we're no longer speaking truth. But is that truth said in love? See, there's a difference between thinking you have the truth and then condemning people, excluding people, and being arrogant. Versus being one of no... This is how we're called to live, but you know what? Let's grow together in faith and be patient with one another like Mark. And so the suffering then is that whenever we try to live truth, we'll always be opposed. Whenever we try to do the right thing, we will always be told that we're wrong or that we shouldn't believe that way. And that's why we need to know that suffering is part of that, but so is joy. And so think about the difficulty in our country that we can't even be unified to wear masks. We live now in a church that many times is more telling the world it's more about our rights to gather than about the community. In 1917 and 18 with the Spanish flu, churches throughout this country all had one theme. What can we do to help the community during this pandemic? That's what all churches did. 
That was the mindset. How can we help this community and protect people from getting ill and dying? And yet now it seems like the churches, a number of them then, is like, wait a minute, you can't tell us what to do. This is our right. This is horrible. And you can't make me wear a mask. That's not very loving. Okay, that's not thinking of community. St. Paul reminds us that think of the needs of others first before our very own. And maybe the church, and that's suffering, because you know what? Our freedom is limited. Our freedom, we, we can't just do what we want. And we can become upset about it. That's understandable. It's not a joy going through all this, but yet we can learn a lot of life lessons. So, this is what we're called to do at Advent. Look through another lens with another voice. We welcome St. Mark's gospel. Thank God the shortest gospel, but the most difficult. Unity. Be patient in explaining your faith and include other people and heal relationships. And two, Jesus suffers. And anyone who follows him will suffer as well because joy and pain is at the same banquet table. But yet, whenever we stand for truth, we will be opposed. But in the end, we will be granted salvation and peace from God. Thank you for listening to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Homily Podcast. We are Christian Disciples in Mission, 